So today I just wanted to talk a little bit about the project that I'm doing to like hopefully reach more people. Um, so the first thing I learned, which is that I can't call it que- Queenagers, which, you know, I'm very disappointed in that because I thought that was like a cute, catchy name and I had heard it before, but it's trademarked. Somebody actually trademarked the word Queenagers. So I can use it in, you know, like in a sentence, but I can't name what we're doing, Queenagers, what we bring to the table. So I'm trying to come up with like a catchier name, you know, to put in front of what we bring to the table. Basically, the premise is, you know, um, I've talked a couple of times about the fact that I am staring down 60. I'm going to be 60 now in two and a half months. Oh, my God, I can't even believe I just said that. And um, not because I think 60 is so old, but I'm like, wow, like it's a milestone. So, you know, I was staring down at 60. My mother just passed. Kayla's in Tennessee. And I'm thinking um, all those moments that I wished I could have a minute to breathe or, oh, I I just wish I had like one day where I could – just be quiet and just do what anything I want to do. Like I woke up on New Year's Day and there it was. All that time I prayed for was staring right in front of me and I didn't have anybody who needed me. I didn't have anybody that I had to run to. Uh, there was nobody dropping by. It was like, okay, you know, be careful what you wish for because you now, now you have limitless time to do anything that you want. And I had no idea what I wanted to do with it. Um, trying to move through the grief, trying to, you know, be a big girl, like, okay, be grateful for what you had with her, just all these things hitting at the same time. And I started to wonder if other women my age felt this way. And then like a gift from heaven, that was my phone that just rang. (laughs) That wasn't the gift from heaven? That wasn't the gift from heaven. But you know, they always say like when a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. So maybe that's my mom. Let me know. You're on the right track, girl. Um, So a friend actually was someone who had been on my podcast, Deb Manold Marini, got in touch with me and three other women and she wanted to kind of come together to build this, this collective. And uh, we talked about it a little bit, but then it kind of it didn't it didn't like go quiet, but it did go quiet a little bit because life gets in the way. So I kind of pick up the torch and I'm like, I have this great idea. I really want to start talking to women who are 50 and older because I feel like we're such um, we're a forgotten group where, you know, people advertise to us up until we're 50. 50 is the new 40. 40 is the new 30. It's all bullshit. And then we go from 50 being the new 40 to 65 and make sure you have life insurance or, you know, do you want to become a recycled plant when you die instead of being buried in a coffin that's going to take like it's just nothing. (laughs) Nothing is is toward women who are are in their 50s, going into their 60s, who are vibrant, who are still dreaming, who are still looking to contribute something. So I said, you know, I want to like set a table and invite different women to talk with us about different topics. And we did that first at Deb's house. And those are the reels that I started releasing that you were there for because you did all the close-up shops that we're all loving so much. (laughs) We're like, oh, my God, it shows every little thing. But I love them because – You're welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Ethan. Um, But those are the reels that – 
are getting like 2,000 views a piece. And people are starting to, to follow me. And look, I know I'm not blowing up, but for me, it feels like, okay, I'm hitting on something because people are interested in this. And it just kept me thinking how many other women who are in my age group are really struggling or wondering um, about the things that are going on in our lives. And trust me, Ethan, it's really, really hard for me to sometimes say the things knowing that you're standing behind the camera because you know, you know, I, I, if, if I think it, it falls out of my mouth and then I'm like, oh, my God, Ethan's only 18, 19. I'm like, oh, I know his mother. She's going to kill me. Like, Maureen, how could you be talking about this in her beautiful little accents <laughs> like in front of my Ethan? But I'm like, oh, you know. I'm, he's he's hired, so <laughs> it's just the way it is. <laughs> and we do, you know, and I do. I just I just let it fly. So, um, but the conversation about aging was so. It was very long. <laughs> I have to say, it went longer than I thought it would. And at a certain point, I felt like I am. I am losing control of the table, but that's the beautiful thing about sitting around a table with women who don't talk about things because they're not sure if people are feeling the same way they do, and then one person opens up the topic and everything just gets thrown in the middle of the pile. And we literally were talking about everything to the point that I kept thinking, if we keep talking like this, I'm not going to have another table to set because we will have covered every single topic right here, which was not the point. So... uh, our next one we're getting ready to do tomorrow. We're going to be filming that tomorrow, which I'm really, really excited about. And tomorrow is February 28th. And we're going to be talking about our dreams, the dreams that we had growing up. Um, did we pursue those dreams? If we did, did it turn out the way we thought it would? If Did you not pursue those dreams? Why didn't you pursue those dreams? And kind of acknowledging that at this point in our lives, our dreams and the things that we still want to do are just as important as someone who's in their 20s or their 30s. And our dreams bring with them a lot of experience, um, a lot of patience, a lot of understanding that it takes time to build something successful, which I don't know, Ethan, I guess I can ask you this. Like, do you think kids your age or young men and your women young women your age do you think they have patience to make things or are they just like a very i have to be satisfied and gratified right now type of generation uh i would say, i mean it obviously depends on the person i mean there's a lot of people that are like long term goal driven but would you say that they're in the minority i i think so yeah, yeah. i think a lot of people are, are like in my generation are like Oh, let's do what we can right now, just to try and like get like uh, like you know, quick money grabs and stuff like that. If it's for like jobs or relationships, or just like quick flings, or are the norm. And then, yeah, we talked about the whole hooking up thing, which I still mm-hmm. don't understand. I don't either. I love that about you. I love that you're 19 and you don't understand about 20, hooking I'm up. 20. I'm 19. You're 20. I'm 20 years old, Maureen. Oh my god. I'm losing my mind. See, that's that's what happens when you're turning 60. You're, you're, 
Why was I so sure you were not? I know. I guess. Oh, my God. Ethan, you're 20. 20. 21 in September. Oh, my God. And I don't drink. Everyone's like, what are you doing? You're going to the club. You're going to do this. You're going to the bar. I'm like, oh. You don't drink. Sit at home and hang out. No. You better. Listen. You better make your parents throw you a party. I don't know. I yeah. Don't yeah. Make them throw me a party. I mean, my, I know my grandmother is going to have family over. Well, sure. I mean, that's nice, but, you know, make them take you out for a nice dinner. Celebrate all together. Like 21's K- a big deal. I like K-pop. Have you ever been? To where? K-pop. No. K- Korean barbecue. It's really good. It's like oh. uh, hibachi, but you do it yourself. No. Ooh. Yeah. Nothing like going to a restaurant and cooking for myself. Yeah, right. No, but that's kind of like a, a nice concept, I guess. It's fun. Okay, so we're getting off topic like we did at the table. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, you think that you're... The 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 minority is people who are willing to like play the long game. Yeah, uh, I see it a lot. Like, not a lot of people are um, career focused. Mm. Kids are going to like college or they're like in high school and they're just thinking about like, you know, I'm, I'll work at Target and then like I'll get a degree and then I'll just get like another job and then just like get another job. The the big norm. Mm. I see on social media right now is like, don't stay at a business for a certain amount of years, so you can get like if you like stay there for more than two years, you're like settling in, and you should quit after two years, and go get a new job at a higher pay and continue to do that. And it's like you're just like job hopping for like ever. Oh, so people are advising people to not stay more than two years yeah. so they look like they it's can't like hold a, down a job. Yeah, I I I don't know what I don't understand it. It's like. Yeah, you get a better pay raise, but then, like, you keep leaving the job, and then, like, what they call all your past employers, and they're like, oh, they've only been here for two years, two years, two years. And then they are, what, what your next employer just goes, okay, yeah, but they'll be here for longer. Yeah. And then, I mean, I don't understand it, but mm-hmm. it's. Well, see, okay, so then that makes me think, is that, is that, that is becoming the norm now? Like, when I was, when I you know, I graduated high school and went right into a job in New York City. It was try to hold on to your, you know, try to build, like, establish yourself in a job before you move so that it doesn't look like you're job hopping. I didn't do the job. I did it in reverse. I did the job hopping thing, like, starting in my 40s. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I think I'll work here. Oh, I think I'll try that. Um, but you're saying, like, that's the norm now. Yeah, suppo- supposedly. I mean, I don't know if it's a good idea i I it's not something i would advise but i just i've seen it a lot on social media i've seen a lot of like posts about it i've seen a lot of videos about it people talking about like when they when they give like you know job advice and like you know post graduate advice they're like oh yeah just go and like get a job and then once you're there for like two years or like you know find a job that will give you like double in your pay or whatever it is well that i mean if it's something like that then i could see it because then you could say well you know i i i upgraded yeah but i mean you know then so is it the long term that you're like getting more money in the end Mm. is that the is that is it a long-term goal then or is it because like right are you building a career or are That's you just saying. following yeah, the money? It's, it's just a lot of two-year jobs, yeah. and then there's no like long-term career that you can like say you have to like, you know, yeah, settle down in, and you want to like stay there. I mm-hmm. mean, you can I guess at any point if you wanted to. I I don't know. It's, I think it's a weird concept. Mm. Okay. But I think it's it's a good like testament to the whole like, it's not being long-term. Okay. 
Yeah, it kind of follows the mindset, I guess. And do you, I mean, do you, do young men and women your age, like, do they pursue their dreams? Do they, do they have dreams? Or do they all just want to be social media stars and influencers? Because that's what it seems like. I think the whole, like, follow your dreams thing has been, like, so diluted. Really? Because you hear it, like, follow your dreams, follow your dreams. And then there's the American dream, the American dream. And it's, like, I don't know. It's Everyone that I know that I talk to is just, like, they they have they know what they want to do. Okay. But there's no, like, general, like, you know, my dream is this. Okay. Like, there's wants, mm-hmm. lots, lots of wants, mm-hmm. but no general dream, I guess. Yeah, see, I could remember, I can remember being your age and having <laughs> dreams, you know, like, oh, this is, this is what I hope to do, or this is what I want to do, and not being able to know how to get to them, so I had to get a job, or, or saying it to someone and someone saying to me, well, that's kind of crazy, and that's not something that people are going to want, so forget about it. And I did. I was like, oh, all right. You know, two people told me it wasn't going to work, so okay, I won't do that. So I maybe um, that's interesting because maybe maybe people's dreams have gotten more realistic. Like, there's less I. In in high school and in college, I heard a lot less. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be, uh, you know, I, I want to be an a doctor. A doctor. Uh, I mean, like doctor, you heard, but it's more like, you know, I want to be like a physical therapist, or I want to be like, like it's they're more specific, I guess. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I feel like they've gotten more diluted. Like you hear the less, they as you get older, they're less. Grand and people are just—they're like, oh, I want to go into coding, and people are like, I want to be a like cop, and I want to go to the military. Are they? Do you think they're settling? I, they're just like, oh, well, this will just be the next step. I think they really is. It's. I think they've been told that that's the that's the thing they should just do. Like oh, if somebody's like, oh, I want to be I want to be an astronaut, and they go to the guidance counselor and they're like, I want to be an astronaut. The guidance counselor's like, I don't know how to make this kid an astronaut, so they look it up on the internet. How do you become an astronaut? You know, be in the Navy. And they're like, oh, go to the military. And that's all the, the guidance has the next kid. And what about parents? Do you think parents encourage their kids to follow their dreams? Or do you think they want to be more practical? Depends how busy your parents are. Because mm. if your parents are really busy, they don't have time to worry about your dreams if they can't fulfill their dreams. Oh, wow. That's like a little drop of wisdom coming from Apologies. the 20-year-old man. That I thought was nineteen. <laughs> you, thought was, you thought it was nineteen for how long? <laughs> no, I mean that that's that is very interesting. Like maybe parents don't really have the time to encourage their kids to follow their dreams. Is that what you I mean? I don't say. I don't think they're not. I don't. I would never say like unless you have like a bad parent that's like no, you shouldn't do that. Well, yeah, we're we're but gonna we're gonna like like my like for me, I feel like like you know my my parents always wanted me to do what I want to do and like be happy and okay. stuff like that, but. I feel like there's, you know, you can't focus on helping your kids achieve achieve their dreams mm. unless you've achieved what you want to do. Mm. Like, I know for... You know I'm going to disagree with you on that. Play devil's advocate. Okay. Um, but for Deanna's parents, mm-hmm. they've... <coughs> Excuse me. That's for, okay, you could just edit that out. Yeah, I know, right? 
uh, for Deanna's parents, she, you know, wants to do criminal justice and, uh, like, you know, national security, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, her dad is very successful in the union mm-hmm. and has gotten, you know, in a very good spot. And her mom is very good as, you know, a, a dental nurse and doing what she does in the dental office. So they can support her in doing what she wants to do and what her little sister wants to do now that she's going to college. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, they're they're like, oh, yeah, we'll support you, you know, financially, et cetera, et cetera. But then I also hear her dad every time I'm in the car with just me and him. He's like, you know, he gives me the. So what do you think about her becoming a cop? I'm like, well, she doesn't want to become a cop. <laughs> you know? And he's, uh, you know, I feel like it, there's less focus on it. Mm. What does she want to become? Um. I, I don't know exactly. Uh, okay. I, national security, so something uh, homeland security or um, I, I I you know she I'll ask her and like three days later it'll she'll it'll change because she'll she'll be talking to one of her professors and they'll be like you know a good path is this and then so know. can I tell you that what I used to tell Kayla. I mean, I still tell her that your twenties are to do that. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's what. Your twenties are just to figure it out. She, yeah, that, she hasn't decided. It's not like she's like nailed it down. She's she knows the direction she wants to go. Right. Which is like that's why I'm like very happy. Yeah. And when everyone anyone's like, what, so what is she going to be? I'm like, something in that that has to in do that with field. That. Yeah. yeah. She knows she knows the the general direction she wants to go, and she just hasn't necessarily like kind of plotted her destination and she's, you know? she's picking up like certificates every semester right stuff like that she's got narcan training the like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. she's like doing all these different things and i'm like you know at, at the end of your college career some there there will be somebody who is like we need that person who can do oh, absolutely. all of these things absolutely so i guess i was just wondering at like how different how different it is nowadays as to when I was growing up, when my mother was growing up, you know, there was a clear path of go to school. I still was in school when you could go to high school, graduate and go run into the city, get a job and work your way up in that company. And that's what you, that was the goal. You weren't looking to necessarily jump from job to job to job. You were looking for some place that kind of would recognize the hard work that you were willing to put in for them and then move you up the ladder until you could retire for whatever reason. That never appealed to me. Um, watching people get on trains, go into the city, do mind-numbing jobs was just that was that just looked like torture to me. You know, watching everyone in my family do that. Everyone in my family worked for the city or the state, and just like so, then this is it. Like you get in this tube, and it takes you to another place, and you get out, and you work till not five o'clock. You check out, you come home, you eat, you watch TV, and you go to sleep. That's it. Yeah, I like, feel. I feel like a lot of people my age kind of recognize that, and yeah. like old, older than me recognize yeah. that, and that's why you see like the you know there's a lot of different fields now, and there's a lot of different like professions that people are like trying to pursue. You have, like, you know, the massive yoga instructors and the, like, Reiki healers and the, Interesting. Like, you know, wow. Yeah. Instead of it's just, like, I'm either going to be a stay-at-home mom or I'm going to go and get this corporate job working for TJ Maxx corporate in their, like, right. you know, accounting office or whatever it is. So there's kind of a part of me that, that envies that because... 
it wasn't as readily available or possible to do that when I was growing up. It was, you know, if you wanted to have your own business, you could be a hairdresser or dress a hairdresser. Yeah, a hairdresser, a stylist, or you could do nails. <laughs> That's what it was like. I'm going to do nails. Um, but it were like a dental technician. But a lot of people, that's not to say that I don't know a lot of amazing women who went to college and have tremendous careers, but I also know a lot of women who went to college, picked their major, did what they had to do, went to work. Like I had a friend who was a pharmacist. I mean, they were, back then, starting salary was $90,000. And she was a pharmacist for a little over a year. And she was like, no, I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to do it. And then she just transitioned into stay-at-home mom. And then it's, okay, well, now now the kids are married. <laughs> and now what? Now you suddenly have this urge to want to put something back into the world for yourself. And I feel like that, well, I know that's where I'm at because I never quite did look to pursue whatever dreams that I had for one reason or another. Um, so circling back to what I was originally saying, that's going to be our next topic, sitting at the table with women my age and, you know, what makes us stop? What would we tell young women like your age now who were thinking about, well, I can go in this direction or I can go in that direction? You know, I'm very clear about it. Take your 20s, make all your mistakes, figure out what you want to do because life is short, but it's a long journey. <laughs> so you want to fill it in the right way. You know, you kind of want to say, okay, it, I, I, I know, I know it's a, it's, it, life is short, but while I'm getting through it, I really want to make it count and I really want to make it something that I'm happy with. And there are plenty of people who, whose dream is to find the right person, get married, have a family, and, and that's their success, and I think that's beautiful. But um, for the people who don't have that, I think it could really be a struggle. But I want to be able to tell them, no, just do it. Just figure it out. It's okay. Figure it out because you don't have to be the success bringing in buku bucks by 25. And the whole pressure in high school to figure out what you want to do in college and move ahead is like, no, there's so much value in failing. <laughs> There's so much value in figuring out how to do something and saying, you know, well, I tried that and I failed and I tried that and I failed. Whereas when I was growing up, it was not um, – it was embarrassing. It was shaming to fail. So you, if you were going to do something on your own, you better come out of that gate and be a success because if you weren't, then people in the neighborhood wouldn't talk about you and you were a loser. So a lot of people didn't try their dreams for that reason because it didn't seem like failing was an option. So I'm now 59 and whatever, three quarters, more than three quarters. And now's the time where I'm like, okay, I want to bring this idea. I want to do this. I want to bring this idea up because I think there's a lot of people who are going through this and – why not have these conversations, not talk to people about something, but have them join me and talk back at me. <laughs> Give me ideas. Let me know that I'm, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling is not just me. And um, what are the things that you want to say or you want to do that maybe you're 
afraid. You know, we talk about building a community and supporting each other. It's not just about um, going to someone's business and paying money for a service or for something that they create. It's about sitting down and saying, how can we help each other face to face? That's another thing. COVID killed everything face to face, in my opinion. Like, people don't even like to go out anymore. And it's like, if you can't sit down and have a face-to-face conversation and look me in the eye, then I don't want to be bothered with you. Because when you're, like, exchanging that energy with each other, that's, like, when the magic happens, in my opinion. I could be wrong. <laughs> Maybe magic happens over text. I can tell you that nobody has ever magically done anything for me while texting me. I instantly want to pick up the phone and talk to them. I at least want to hear their voice. People know, my friends know, if they text me something... If it hits me, they get a phone call. If they tell me something funny or they're like, oh, did you hear? And I'm like, what? Tell me. Do not text this to me. I want to talk about it. And if you don't pick up the phone, then I'm not going to let you tell me. <laughs> I'm the exact same way. No, don't. don't I, I don't have time to sit here and text, especially if it's like something that's really exciting or funny. Oh, my God. You know, if it's funny. Because then you got to sit there and you got to text the entire thing and then you're. Uh, one person's texting over the other person. Voice text, yeah. Voice text and, you know, what I really want to say becomes another word. And it's like, oh, my God, no. Just tell me. You know, make me laugh. Make me giggle. I, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I don't. I, the whole texting thing still drives me crazy. But I do feel like there's more of this pull, maybe, or it could just be me, to going back to that for people kind of like talking, I, I hope, that people are kind of missing that human connection with each other. And I think when you make that connection again, especially with people that are not necessarily in your circle, that's kind of when you can really start to think about what do I want? What do I, and it doesn't have to be anything big. Look, you could want to go and and rock newborn babies in the hospital, which is beautiful. You know, you can go and, and want to just, sing to babies in the NICU, that's a beautiful thing, or volunteer at the library with senior citizens, which I'm soon going to be, I realized, you know, that's a beautiful thing. But for the people who were really like, I want to put a little bit more out there, I really want to reach people, I don't think that you can, can really honestly and truly, there's nothing like sitting with other people and kind of getting that whole energy together and mixing it up, and, and not just for what you want, but, but for what somebody else wants. Like try to like pump them up, be their biggest cheerleader, tell them, yeah, call me. You have ideas, bounce them off of me, we'll go for coffee. There's nothing like that. So what I'm hoping by doing this, this thing that, I'm still, that I know is what we bring to the table, I just don't know what I'm gonna put in front of it, um, is doing that for women my age who, you know, are still, are either still a little lost or have reached a point where they're like, okay, I want to try something different or I want to revisit this dream and I want to talk to people about it and figure out how to do it. You know, I hate when people go, oh my God, there's so many ways to get money. Just look it up on the computer. I don't want to look it up on the computer. I want to sit with someone who actually knows. I want to sit with someone who actually knows what bank to go to what forms I have to fill out. Like, I want a little bit more direction than that. Everything, is, oh, just go to the computer. It's, it's lazy, people. It's lazy. If you know something, share it. And if, if someone is coming to you for advice or asking you a question, 
don't look at it as like they're bothering you. Look at it as a sign of respect. Look at it as a sign that this person respects what you have to say and considers you a valuable source of information. Don't just, you know, I'll go on the computer. It's lazy. I'm just telling you right now, it's lazy. Um, And I know what lazy is. (laughs) The procrastinator. I procrastinate, but I'm not lazy. I just procrastinate. So, um, and then next month, I'm really excited. And I'm really hoping that people come. We're going to be at Jive's Cafe. It's a brand new cafe opening in Howell, New Jersey. Um, I know the owner, Oriana. And this place, I really think this place can be a a game changer personally, because what she's going to have going on there between like the mute, the live music and um, the food that she's going to be serving, the light bites, the the, the breakfasts. Um, I just, I don't want to say too much, but I really think that this is, first of all, I think that Howell, you know, Howell is a great community and a very suburban community that always seems to be forgotten. Um, in terms of, you know, any kind of nightlife or any any place that people can really go. I mean, they do have some nice places there, but I feel like it's time for something new to be there um, and, and, and something that literally anyone of any age can go to. You want to go on a date? You can go to Jive's Cafe. Um, you want to take your, you know, you want to just you and your husband go out, you can go there. You have you if you have a group that's game that plays games game night. That's one of the things that she's going to be offering. Like you can literally go to the cafe, order some light bites and some, you know, some beverages. And you can sit around one of her bigger tables and you can have your game night there. I mean, she's really I think she's really onto something. But my God, I am a great commercial, aren't I, Ethan? <laughs> Everybody should tell me about their business so that I can just come on here and promote it. Um, And I'm not getting paid for that. (laughs) But um, she was, you know, nice enough. And, you know, really, it was very gracious of her to allow me and the other women to come in next month and actually open the place up for an event. Because next month, we're I don't know why we're all excited about this. But um, we're going to be talking menopause, Ethan. Menopause. (laughs) So excited. Nothing like telling a 20-year-old we're going to talk about menopause. Because you know what my my feeling about menopause is, Ethan? What's that? My feeling about menopause is if getting our periods is what introduces us to to womanhood, then menopause is the bitchy, jealous older sister that will not grow old gracefully. (laughs) She's going to leave her mark and her wounds all over us. And damn it, we are going to talk about it next month at Jive's Cafe. We're having an event. Come in. It's $25 a head. Come in. We're going to record it. You're going to be there for this, Ethan, because damn it, I know these conversations are something you have always been curious about. I mean, I am genuinely curious about menopause. Why? My mom, <gasps> you know, well, always yeah. talking about it. Your poor mom. I mean, she it. just had I, to I don't under, I don't understand years it. of nothing but testosterone in that house. All I've got, all I, heard, all I know is hot flashes Up. and that's about it, you know. Listen, hot fl- uh, that is not all you know about menopause That's because all I we d- we that is not that can't be. What I you tuned remember. it all out, you, Maureen. <laughs> I tuned it all because I let out. some shit fly <laughs> when I was talking about my menopause. I even shocked some of the women at the table. You know that. So um, 
let's just be glad it's not about sex after 60 because then you, I think even your father would be like, he cannot work with you anymore. Or the thing we keep having to edit out. The thing we have to keep editing out. And I, I actually talked to, started to talk about it last week. And then I was like, well, yeah, we have to, I think, didn't I tell you? I did edit, edit it out. Edit it out. Please yeah. edit that out because I don't think the world is ready. And my daughter does listen to this occasionally. And I, and I think some of her friends do. And I don't really think they're ready for that side of me yet. I send, I send it to my mom every now and then. Oh, know, God. Just to remind her that it exists. That it, <laughs> well, she's, she's not good at, like, keeping things. She's not, this, she's not really into social media either. Yeah. Like, let's be fair yeah, about feel, that. Like, she's... You know, she's a wonderful friend. She, you know, I, I just love your mother. Um, but she's, you know, she, she, there's things that she does well, and then there are things that she doesn't really care about, and social media is one of them. So, you know, that's okay. But if you send it to her every now and then, that's great, because I want to give her a laugh. <laughs> I want to remind her how much fun it was to work together. Um, but yeah, we're going to go into menopause. We're going to go into all things menopause, and we want all women coming to the table to talk with us about it, to laugh with us about it, um, come in, uh, you know, get some food food from Ariana, um, Oriana, I'm sorry, I always, the way I say it sounds like Ariana, it's Oriana, and um, just kind of enjoy the whole atmosphere of Drives Cafe. So, um, yeah, that's it. Is there anything else I should talk about, Ethan? Coming up. No, just in general. Is there anything else, any other wise words of wisdom you would like to hear from me before I sign off? I don't think so. <laughs> Ethan's like, no, I'm tired of hearing of your wise words That's of wisdom. That's not true. And I got to sit with you ladies tomorrow night, and I got to help film you, so I'm going to be hearing more than enough about your freaking dreams. Tonight, so. Huh? And I got to edit this episode tonight. You got to edit this episode tonight so it can come out tomorrow. But really, everybody, everybody who has been asking or telling me they want to come to the table, come to the table, you know. Um, and I would encourage you to ask your friends to do it too. Um, we would love to sit down with women who know each other and who, who you know each other but you don't know us and just kind of, I don't know, maybe just find the joy and the fun in being in mixed company with other women knowing that you're all talking about the same thing with no judgment and like even if you're struggling with something there's nothing better than sitting with women that are really truly mature enough not to feel like they want to tell the, tell the whole world about what they know or get insulted because you don't you don't agree um it's one of the beautiful things that I love 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 about being this age um and working with these other women that I'm working with um, with Lucy and Deb and Maura, uh, I'm sorry, Lucy, Deb, Tracy, and Chrissy, is that we have had, you know, in trying to work together, you 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 kind of you kind of stumble over some things where you're really not agreeing on something, and you're kind of like, oh, I really kind of want my vision to be what we talk about or how we do it. And the way we have been able to navigate those things, we all are like, wow, if this is what it is to be this age, then I'm all in because it's been seamless and it's been great conversations and listening and learning how to compromise. And I'm for, I'm all, I'm all for it and I'm all in for it. So I hope that, uh, I hope that on March 28th, you or before March 28th, you will consider joining us on March 28th at Jives Cafe 
and um, just having a fun night with us and actually being part of the event that you come to, not just being someone who watches it because, you know, it, it, it's a nice different direction to feel like, oh, I'm really part of this and I'm not just handing over money. These women really want to talk to me too. So thanks for tuning in, everybody, and wish us luck for tomorrow, the 28th, uh, as we go in and talk about our dreams. And I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.